Welcome. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We all hope you had a happy Mother's Day. Pastor Nida M. Parson has a special message for us today. It might seem a little ironic in the title, but stay with us. Today's message is entitled, Why Do I Have Children? Coming up. Oh, so mothers, 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 aunties, godmothers, grandmothers, other mothers, God told me to tell you this afternoon, because the Lord loves these children, he made you their mother. Hope you've enjoyed our program uh, so far, and there is a word from the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 10, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Drop down to verse 26. And she said to him, pardon me, my Lord, surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord there. Our topic this afternoon is why? Do I have children? Why do I have children? We're dealing with whys for this season. Why do I have children? Well, happy Mother's Day to everyone, to the mothers and the mamas and the muddies and the grandmas and the grannies and the aunties and the tts and the godmothers and, and all of you who, who are any parent, uh, female parent for anybody. Happy Mother's Day. And there's a reason that this is one of the biggest holidays of the year. Because I declare there's nothing like being a mom. And there's nothing like having a mom. I know I got a few amen somewhere. There's nothing like being a mom. Ladies, is that right? And there's nothing like having a mom. Everybody ought to say that show is right. Now, I know that not everyone has a good mom. Not everyone uh, has enjoyed being mom. Not everybody has this testimony, but enough people have this testimony to make this day second only to Christmas, New Year's, and Easter. Other than that, Mother's Day is the day. And it is certainly my testimony that there is nothing like being a mom. And there's nothing like having a mom. I didn't say there was nothing better. I just said there was nothing like it. We love our children with a fierce love. We are connected to them by the heart. It's an impossible love. It's the closest thing, I believe, Pastor Sharonda, to the love of God. But as we chase down purpose this year, God has commissioned me this morning to challenge you to make motherhood more intentional. Why do I have children? 
Now, the question is not, why did I have children? We, we might have a whole lot of days where we say, why, why did I have, why did I have children? That's not the question I'm asking you, you know, Why did I have children? There might be lots of reasons why you had them. Some of you had children because you had sex. That's the only reason. You had children because you had sex. Some had children on purpose. Some had children with a whole lot of help. Some because you were in love and wanted his baby. You were just so in love that you just wanted to have his baby. Uh, some have kids because some other woman's child just came into your life. Some have children, have the children of your siblings, or you have the children of your other relatives. So some by choice and some by chance. That's why did I have children. Why did I have children? Some by choice and some by chance. But I'm asking, why do I have children? What is the divine purpose of me having these kids? God wants you to know that the child in your life is not an accident or a mishap. God wants you to know that the children that you have are not an accident or a mishap. Whether they're adults or teens or kids or babies, there's a reason why you have children. And so we want to use this story of Hannah as a canvas to paint your purpose, mothers. This is for every female parent under the sound of my voice, whether you're mom or grandmom or auntie or a parental sibling, whether you're a foster mom, a second mom, a godmom, or like me, you're a pastor mom. I want you to leave here with a clarity and a certainty that your motherhood is not all choice or all chance, but it is the sovereign decision of an almighty God who has ordered your state and predestined your life and your purpose. And so let's look at Hannah. Hannah was a barren woman with a husband who was insanely in jealous with her, insanely in love with her. But in those days, men often had multiple wives and the worth of a wife was in how many sons she could produce. produce. Not even daughters, they didn't count. The worth of a wife was in how many sons she could produce. Now, his other wife, Penina, had sons and daughters. And year after year, Penina would throw it in her face. I'm sure Penina did it out of jealousy because she knew that Hannah was loved by this man. And, and this was a common situation in the Bible where the woman that the man loved was not necessarily the woman with his kids. It happened a lot, the, the one that he loved wasn't necessarily the one with the kids because having a man's baby doesn't make you lo him love you. Having a man's baby don't make him love you. Having a man's baby, beloved, does not make him love you. That's, so, that's why so many young people come become mothers for that reason. That was your reason about why did I have kids. Uh, it didn't work then and it doesn't work now. If a man actually loves you, he'll love you with or without the baby. 
But since her self-worth and her purpose was connected to having children, Hannah was not only a woman humiliated, but she was a woman without purpose. And we learned early on this year that being without purpose is like being in the ocean on a ship with no captain, no course, and no destination. And so she's a woman without purpose. Now, Elkanah, her, Elkanah, her husband didn't quite see it that way. He felt, like many men do, being my wife should be purpose enough for you. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, aren't I better to you than ten sons? He said this to her because she had sunken into depression and she's crying and, and she wouldn't eat. And, and so she goes to the temple one day and the Bible says that in her deep anguish, she cried and prayed to the Lord and she's weeping bitter, bitterly and she makes this vow, God, if you just look on me, God, if you just give me a son, I'll give him back to you all the days of his life. So this brings me to the first answer to the question, why do I have children? Why has God given me children? Well, it's for me. For me. Some of this was for you, beloved. You are a mom because God decided to do something for you. Having children gave you a higher purpose. Children come, you see, children come into the world helpless, completely helpless. All they have is what you give them. All they know is what you tell them. And all they eat is what you feed them. They are totally dependent on you. And they require all of your attention. So what being a mother did for you is it settled you. It focused you. It slowed you down. It made you be responsible. God allowed you to have children for you. It, 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 for what it was going to do for you because it's hard to be stupid and hang on to your kid at the same time it's hard it's hard to be out there people that do stupid stuff lose their kids and if you try to hold on to your kids it's hard to be stupid and hold on to your kid at the same time you may have wanted to wild out for a month but that child brought your butt home every night yeah, that child kept you on a job that child kept a roof over your head that child helped you with your prayer life because if you know Jesus at all children gonna make you pray if you're a mother with some children you're gonna have to have a prayer life they'll make you pray it gave you a reason to be right child gave you a reason to be right some of you would have been a hot mess if it wasn't for this kid and some of you were a hot mess with the kid you would have would have been a hotter mess you would have been a burning, scalding hot mess if it had not been for that kid. It was for you. That always won't look like that now. For some of you, it, it don't, this don't look like it's for me now. But sometimes this child has provided a future for you, and you just don't know it yet. When God gave me a child in 1989 and just got out of college, I was looking forward to living by myself. I had never, I was almost 30 and had never lived by myself. I was, I was looking forward to it. I had no desire for a child. I didn't ask God for a child. Matter of fact, I saw a movie about childbirth in college when I was 18 years old. And when I saw that on film, I said, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> had no desire to have children. 
that was 1989. But in 1993, my father had a stroke. And I had to go back and live with my mother to take care of my father. And this child took care of my house and eventually paid the mortgage. In 1994, my brother was dying. And this child took care of my nieces. In 2002, God called me to pastor and this child helped me set up my church. In 2011, I had back surgery, and this child fed me, clothed me, bathed me, changed my bandages, slept in the bed next to me. In 2012, when I had heart surgery, but I had to try to take care of my mother, this child hired a caregiver out of her own money. I didn't know it in 1989, but God was doing that for me. I call her the best thing I never knew I needed. And so I know everyone one won't have this experience, but for most of you, either in one way or another, you have children because God is doing something for you. Why do I have children? It's for you. For Hannah, it gave her comfort. It gave her purpose. It shut up her enemy. It lifted her heart. It boosted her self-esteem. It enhanced her life. It was her heart's desire. It was for her. Why do I have children? For her, for you, and it's for them, for them. You must understand that long before Samuel was conceived by his mother, he was conceived in the mind of God. Samuel was going to come here anyway. God had a purpose and a plan for his life, but he would need a mother. God chose Hannah to be his mother. It was for him. Hannah had something in her that was exactly the kind of mother Samuel needed. It was for him. There was there's a scripture about leadership that blows my mind every time I read it. And it can be applied to this topic today on Mother's Day. It's 2 Chronicles 2 and 11. 2 Chronicles 2 and 11. It, it was about Solomon. And Solomon is beginning to prepare to build a temple. And he had great relationships with the other kings. And some of those other kings had the resources that he needed to build. So he sent out letters to, to, to uh, get some resources. And one of the kings sends Solomon back this uh, letter. And he says this. Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you their king. Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you their king. You're not king, in other words, because the Lord loves you, Solomon. He does, but this was not for you. You have been anointed and appointed king because the Lord loves his people. See, Solomon, there was something in you that impressed God so much. He wanted you to lead his people because of his great love for the people. So mothers, 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 aunties, godmothers, grandmothers, other mothers. God told me to tell you this afternoon, because the Lord loves these children, he made you their mother. Oh, do y'all get it? Do you get it, mom? Because the Lord loves these children. He made you their mother. That ought to make change the way you see motherhood for 
for the rest of your life. Why do I have children? It's for them because the Lord loves them. It's for what you can deposit into them. It's for it's because of what you can bring to the table for them. It's for the wisdom. It's for the guidance. It's for the prayer. It's for the purpose in them. There's something in you that they need. Think, think about it like nursing a baby. Before Similac and bottles, everything that the baby needed came from the mother. Let's look at Hannah. Look at Hannah. She made a vow in 1 Samuel 1 11. She made a vow, God, if you just look on my misery, remember me, don't forget me, but give me a son, I'll give him back to you all the days of his life. He said no razor will ever be used on his head, meaning he'll, he'll be dedicated to you. He'll, we're making that vow. It's what they did in those days. They wouldn't cut the hair. Those that had a, a Nazarite vow, it, it was for special people. And so then she goes and she has the baby. She has a boy. She names him Samuel. Then in verse 21 through 24, watch this. He said, when her hus husband Elkanah went up with his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, look at this, after the boy is weaned. I'll, then I'll take him, I'll present him before the Lord, and he'll live there always. So Elkanah says, to, to, uh, Elkanah says uh, do what seems best to you. He says, stay here until you have weaned him. He said, only may the Lord make his word good. And then it said, the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. And after he was weaned. Then she took the boy with her, as young as he was, along with a bull and, a, and, and some offering, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. So the first part of his life, look at this, but the first part of his life, all he received was what Hannah had in her. She nursed him, and she weaned him. Weaning is that process of coming off breast milk. Weaned him. This could have been anywhere from two years to five years old in Jewish tradition. But before he was given to any other activity, she poured into him what came from inside of her. He would get her nourishment. He would get her antibodies. He would get her natural health protections. And God has even made it so that process uh, gives everything the baby needs to grow healthy. It's in the milk of the mother, but it also is a process of bonding that that whole thing not only gives the baby everything it needs for health, but it gives everything the baby needs emotionally for the brain to develop, for bonding to develop, for love to develop, for trust to develop. It teaches them how to trust and how to love. Since, and so look at this since God has given you a child however it is you got these children look don't release them until you have poured into them everything God intended when he made you their mother yeah. let me say it again don't release them until you have poured into them everything God intended when he made you their mother feed them 
the word, the wisdom, the wonder. Feed them the experience, the excitement, the expectation. Feed them the right, the respectful, the resourceful. Feed them the culture, the character, the correction. Feed them the lessons, the love, the legacy. Why do I have children? Because God believed there was something in me that he wanted to see in the next generation. Why do I have children? Because God wanted, because there was something in me that God wanted to see in the next generation. What an honor. What an eye opener. What an affirmation. Because God loved that child. Because God loved these children. He made you their mother. Why do I have children? It's for me. It's for them. It's for him. For him. Watch this. And she was so sorrowful in heart. Eli the priest is sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. So here in the Lord's house, it's good to me. Here in the Lord's house, you have this woman in one spot. And you got the priest in another spot. Now, now this priest has some evil sons. They were next in line to be in leadership. But they not only stole from the offering, they slept with the women in the temple. And Eli, their father, and the main leader of the temple didn't do anything about it. So God was going to get rid of them and shut off that family line. This was going to be the end of the era of the judges and the beginning of the era of the prophets. So here in this picture at the temple on this day, as Hannah is praying, praying like she's drunk, and Eli is watching from the doorpost. I can just imagine God seeing this, sitting in the middle, saying, hmm, you need a purpose, and I need a prophet. You need a primary, and I need a replacement. You need a man child, and I need a man of God. You need a legacy, and I need a leader. (laughs) You need someone to nurse, and I need someone to anoint. Let me see if I can make this thing work here. I'll provide you with what you need, and you provide me with what I need. So why do I have children? They're for him. You have been entrusted with these children so that you can give them to him. We are raising them for the kingdom. So raise them like you're doing it for him. Talk to him, them like they belong to him. Uh, walk with them so they can walk with him. Invest in them so you can increase them for him. Educate them so they're ready to work for him. Pray for them so they are preserved for him. Teach them. 
them who they are. Teach them who they are. Treat them as precious gifts that you're going to turn over to him. Rebuke and cast out anything that don't look like him. Don't let them go a day when they haven't talked to him because God needs some prophets and preachers. God needs some pastors and teachers. God needs some apostles and evangelists. God needs some witnesses and warriors. God needs some singers and some some servants. God needs some tithers and some givers. God needs some leaders and some feeders. God needs some builders and some bondage breakers. God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth and they are God's plan A for the advancement and the expansion of the kingdom and there is no plan B. We are raising up another army for him and when we leave here if Jesus has not returned in our lifetime we have to have given God another anointed generation the world ain't gonna stop having babies and so we can't leave the world without replacing ourselves we have to train the next army of the Lord we have to build the church by birthing the church by raising the church by taking what was born in sin to another mother and making sure that that child is born again so why do I have children for him Yes, some of it was for you. Yes, much much of it was for them. But ultimately, God gave you children for him. Hannah understood that. She nursed Samuel. She weaned Samuel. She gave him back to the Lord. And he became a judge, prophet, seer, priest, and a military leader, all in one. You are a mother, Rene, for a reason. You're a mother, Sharonda, for a reason. Tiffany, you're a mother for a reason. Tisha, you're a mother for a reason. There's, There's a reason, and as we chase purpose this year, Those of you that are listening understand you're a mother for a reason. And as we chase purpose this year, don't miss this one. Don't don't miss this purpose. Because it may be the one with the greatest impact on the kingdom. So it's not about why did I have children. It's why do I have children. Your task is not over yet. No matter how old they are, and no matter how you got them, feed them, wean them, and give them to the kingdom. There will be a blessing in it for you. There'll be a blessing in it for them. And there's a blessing in it for him. So today, if you are a mom, I pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, every female parent, no matter how they became a parent, let this word resonate in them. Let them see motherhood differently from this day on. Let them be intentional. Help them to understand that there is something in them that you saw fit to replicate. And so you gave them these children. So she could pour into them what's in her. Help us understand 
every Christian mother that we've got to leave another generation to expand the kingdom of God. Help us to take it seriously, God. For every mother that's been looking down on herself, for every mother that thinks she's not doing a good job, for every mother that thinks she needs more, God, open her eyes to the confidence that you put in her and that she pour. God, give us that are mothers. Give us that are spiritual mothers to pour out everything that's in us, God. God, let us teach again. God, let us pour again. Let us pray again. Let us lay hands again. Let us rebuke the enemy again. God, every mom, give her her spiritual assignment and the knowledge that she has children as part of her purpose. In the name of Jesus, anoint us to raise up another generation. Anoint us to speak the truth in love. Anoint us to see it identified. If it ain't you, to cast it out. Anoint us, God, for the task that you've left to us. You don't have no plan B. It's for us to raise up another army for you, God, and we say yes. In the name of Jesus, we pray. God, there's some mother that's having a hard time putting food on the table. God, be a provider. There's some mother that's having a hard time, God, keeping a roof over their head. Be a provider. There's some mother, God, that needs promotion, that needs something different to happen in her life to make it easier for her to raise these kids. God, be a provider in the name of Jesus. And we glorify you. We glorify you. Some mother needs her health to improve. Some mother needs her mental health to improve, God. God, be a way maker. Be a heart fixer. Be a mind regulator. So that we can finish the task that you've given us. The reason that you gave us children. And we thank you, God. In Jesus' name. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. Amen and amen. Now, if you're here and you really need to rededicate your life, you might be a mom that needs to rededicate your life so you can finish what God has given you for your children. You may need to be saved for the first time so you can get the power of God in your, in your parenting. Or you might be a child and the best thing you can do for mama on Mother's Day is be able to call her, text her, FaceTime her and tell her, Mom, I got myself right with God today. Today is a great day. Tell her, Mom, I rededicated my life today. If that's you, you either need to be saved for the first time, give God your life for the first time, or rededicate your life to God. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I thank you for this word today. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Come into my life. I give you permission to change me. I want to be better. I want to be what you want me to be. And I give you my life in Jesus' name. I thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. If you did that prayer, please put it in the comments and let us know. There's a book we'd love for you to have called Saved, Salvation 101. It'll help you on your journey. 
and then call somebody and let them know what you've accomplished today. Amen. And if you need a church home, we'd love to have you here. We are some people here, men and women of God, who will pour into you everything. I'm in the season of my life where I am pouring out everything. I've been walking with God since I was eight years old. I'm 60 now, and I'm ready to pour in everything I know to anybody who wants it. We would love to have you be a part of our church family. Just put in the comments and we'll get you signed up. You don't have to wait until the pandemic is over for them to open the state. You can become a member right now. We'd love to have you as part of our church family. So just let us know if there's anything that we can do to help you on this journey. And now that prayer you prayed, let me seal it. I seal in the name of Jesus, the salvation of those who have prayed that prayer today. I seal this word into their hearts today in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the power of the enemy and I, and I cancel his assignment against them. God, give them space and give them room to make this turnaround and to make this change. And we're so grateful and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now this week was uh, Nurses Appreciation Week and it was Teachers Appreciation Week. And so to all the nurses out there, we have some that are in the medical profession, even in our church, that contracted the virus trying to treat other people and all of you that are on the front line. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. Those of us who have been in the hospital know who's doing all the hard work. Thank you for being that person who held the phone for that other patient to be able to talk to their family, for being there when we couldn't be there to be that last person, uh, the person they were with when people transitioned to the other side. We know how difficult your job has been. Thank you, nurses, for everything that you have done. We appreciate you. And all the nurses that are members of New Antioch Christian Fellowship, we send you our love, our prayers, our protection uh, in our prayers. Thank you for everything that you've done for our community. And to the teachers, oh my goodness, thank you so much. It was your appreciation week as well. All of the teachers that are members of New Antioch, we appreciate you and what you've done. This part of the year has been so difficult for you, but you've kept our kids going. Thank you for our kids who were able to graduate because of your efforts. Thank you for keeping them through the end of the school year. I think you got a little ways to go, but as difficult as it is, you did what you had to do. We appreciate you. All the teachers in our school district, especially all our teachers that are members of New Antioch, Thank you so much for everything you do. What parents are finding out is that parents and teachers are not the same people. And we just thank you for what you're doing. I'm sure most of these parents can't wait to get you back on your job. But thank you. We appreciate you. And then for our graduates. Those of you graduating from high school, those of you graduating from college, we have a couple of college graduates 
this week. I know of two, uh, Trey Brooks and uh, Derek Smith, and I'm not sure who all else graduated. We are so proud of you. Those that are graduating from high school this month, we're so sorry things have been like they are, but we are going to have a great celebration for you. Stay tuned. You are going to get your chance to walk across the stage. New Antioch is going to do that, and so I'll talk to you about that in a minute, but we appreciate all of you that graduate from college, grad school, from the Kingdom Academy. Uh, this is your time. This is your year. And the Bible says, for your shame, you should have double. Well, 2020 is a double year. And so I declare that for everything y'all didn't get, God is going to bless you double. Double with promotions on the job. Double with graduation money. Double with scholarship money. Double with every blessing. In the name of Jesus, we declare it for you just because you didn't get everything else. We pray that God will give you a double blessing this year. So let me pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our nurses. We lift them up and ask you to protect them, strengthen them. God, don't let them have any post-traumatic stress from these months. In the name of Jesus, God, give them wisdom. Give them knowledge. God, give them peace. Let them rest at night. Let them rest during the day when they're off work. God, we come against anxiety. We come against the depression. We come against the compassion fatigue. In the name of Jesus, strengthen them and let them know that they've been, they're being prayed for, that they're being appreciated. Touch them now, God. God, don't let another one of them get this virus. In the name of Jesus, keep them healthy. Keep them strong. You're able to do it. In the name of Jesus, God, we lift up our teachers in this community, both the Christian and the non-Christian. In the name of Jesus, that you give them strength, that you turn their hearts toward their students even the more. God, we thank you for them, and we ask you to bless them. In the name of Jesus, we wisdom with knowledge God give them rest God give them peace God come we come against the stress of having to teach in this way in the name of Jesus we lift up our graduates to you God we thank you for what you've done for them we thank you for taking them through this season of their life we thank you that they have finished and God we ask you again to give them a double blessing God for everything they miss God let it still be their banner year in the mighty name of Jesus we lift them up to you for promotion God if you're sending them to the Air Force or the Army or the Marines or the Navy God if you're sending them to college God we ask you to protect them and give them everything they need those that are coming out of graduate school give them every license they need give them that promotion that they need but give them the businesses that they need in the name of Jesus bless them now God God and we ask you to lift up those that are in Georgia right now God their hearts are broken and God we need an end to this madness God, we come against the spirit of hate, of violence, of anger, of strife, of division. In the name of Jesus, God, pull our country together. We come against this violent spirit. God, the protesters, God, that are carrying weapons. God, those that are up and down the street with weapons. Those that are in the slums and the ghettos with weapons. God, we ask you to speak of peace in this country. We come against any violent breakout in the name of Jesus. God, we need you to intervene. God, the government 
government doesn't know what to do. The people don't know what to do. A wild spirit of hatred and so-called freedom. They're calling it freedom, but God is chaos. And we come against the spirit of chaos in the name of Jesus. Leave the guns at home, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you that every mother rise up. Let the mothers rise up today and let their sons know. Let their husbands know this is foolishness and the foolishness has to stop. Raise up mothers to speak to their families. Raise up mothers to speak to their children and let them know that this is not right. It is not the way to hate, to tote weapons, to hurt people that disagree with them. God, you need to intervene. Your people are asking you to intervene. Get into the minds and the hearts of mothers. God, moms have the influence to do this, to bring about change in our society right now. Stop the foolishness. God, we ask you for free reign of the gospel because God, knowing you will fix this, Give us a free reign of the gospel. Let the gospel have a fresh anointing to change and transform lives and bring a unity and a love to this country and to the world, God. You still love the world. You still love the world. And because you still love the world, you've raised up mothers because you love your people. Help us do what's right and do our job. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Bless those families down there who are heartbroken. God, help them make sense out of what's going on. Every mother who's lost a child. God, heal today. You are a healer. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. In Jesus' name, amen. You might say that's a whole lot of prayer, but that's what we believe over here in New Antioch. Over here, we pray. He said, y'all don't do nothing but pray, but prayer is the work, baby. Prayer is the work, and then God works, and we join into his activity. We believe that God hears and answers prayer. And so, yes, over here, you're going to get a prayer for everything that's going on. But we pray that you enjoy our Mother's Day celebration. I certainly enjoyed it. It was great. Share it with some mom. Share it with some family. And, and remember that you are here for a purpose. You are here on purpose and for a purpose, and you are perfect for your purpose. It is Family Life Month, and you'll be hearing more about what we'll be doing to celebrate family life from Mother's Day to Father's Day this week on Thursday night, and just stay tuned. There are three places we need you to be connected. New Antioch Christian Fellowship, a main, there's a main page. Uh, then there's New Antioch Christian Fellowship, Aliante. And then there's New Antioch. Uh, for only members, there's the House of Antioch. You need to be connected to the House of Antioch. Uh, House of Antioch will have prayer at 7 a.m. every. I'm sorry, New Antioch at Aliante will have prayer every morning at 7 a.m. But we're going to have... Uh, panel discussions on parenting. This week will be on parenting on Thursday night, so look for it. On Thursday night, it'll be on parenting. 
uh, parenting special kids, parenting uh, our, all of all kids, and also uh, uh, maybe a little bit on foster parenting. We'll be talking about parenting in general. This month, we'll, the seniors will have a week where they'll be talking. Our couples, marriage will have a, a week. Um, our teens, the ones that are graduating, they're going to have a week where they're going to talk. And so each week we'll have, so on Thursday night, there'll be something to build up and help with your family. So stay tuned and make sure that you don't miss those opportunities. Those of you that are graduating or have youth who are graduating, uh, we need you to go to newantioch.org uh, and to contact us. And there'll be information on how to do this. We need their pictures and bios, like what they did in school, what they did in church, what are their plans after that. We want to really celebrate all of our graduates. So no matter what you're graduating from, if you send those pictures and bios into newantioch.org or look at newantioch.org and you'll get more information on Facebook on where you can submit those. We're going to have a great celebration for them, uh, keeping within the guidelines that the governor has given us, uh, but they will have their opportunity to walk across the stage and be celebrated. So please do that. So again, God bless you. Thank you. And we will see you. Enjoy your day, moms. Enjoy your day. And remember, you have children for you. You have children for them. You have children for him. And we are going to do what God has called us to do. Because if he has blessed us and he can trust us, you can trust me to bless somebody else. Goodbye, everybody. Lord, send your harvest and every time you bless, you can trust me, you can trust me to bless somebody else. I am blessed. Help me to bless somebody else. Somebody else. Because I'm blessed. Because I'm Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up Pastor Sharonda up to you right now. Yes, Lord. God, the children and all the other children that you have blessed her to be a part of their life. God, we ask you right now to give her the anointing to pour into them what you have given her to pour into them. God, let her finish the job that you have given her and begin to expand her territory. God, that she may be able to pour out. God, and to raise up this new army. God, we lift up. We lift up Pastor Rodney to you right now. God, the children that are in her life. You love them, God, and you made them her mother, that you made her their mother. So God, give her the wisdom, give her the knowledge, give her what to pray into their heart, give her what to do, give her what to say, give her what to pray, give her what to give in the name of Jesus and all the others, God, that you have given her to pour into. We lift her up to you right now. Strengthen her, God. Bless her the more. God, we lift up Brooke to you. All of the, those that you have her to influence, all of those that you have her to pour into, God, make her that 
woman of God that you've called her to be. God, let her pour everything she knows into anybody, God, any child that you bring into her life, no matter how old, no matter how young. God, show her why she is here and show her what is she supposed to do here. God, we lift up Tisha to you. God, she's done an amazing job. God, she's given three women to the kingdom. God, but give her how to pour into them, how to touch them, how to lead them as young adults, how to help them be who they're supposed to be. And then any other child that is, comes into her purview, God, let her know who to pour into, how to pour into them. Give her a fresh anointing. God, give her an anointing for this season. Give her an anointing for this season. Give her an anointing for this season. God, as she raises up generals for the kingdom, as she raises up pastors for the kingdom, as she continues to pour in evangelists for the kingdom, God, give her the anointing to do it in the name of Jesus. God, we lift up Tiffany right now. Bless her, God. Bless her with the children that you've given her, that she build them up in the kingdom, that she give them to the kingdom, that she understand that they're for him. Give her how to do it, when to do it, how to say it, how to pray, how to fast, how to hold on. In the name of Jesus, that she pour into them everything that they need to be the men and women of God they're supposed to be. In the name of Jesus, let motherhood be for them. Let motherhood be for their children. Let their motherhood be for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, moms. Have a great day. Dads, y'all take care of them. Do them good. Do them right. All the mothers of your children, if you have more than one, let's do it up. Let's do it right. Especially the one that you're going home to today. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.